There are 1.6 million cases of the coronavirus around the world, and the pandemic just keeps spreading. A group of data brokers who typically use your location information to send targeted ads say they can help, but privacy experts warn the data could be taking us the wrong way. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is security reporter Alfred Ng. Alfred, what are these location data brokers doing? So these location data brokers are kind of doing what they've done for years, right? They have these trackers embedded within apps that, you know, you don't know are actually tracking you. So these are apps that need your location data anyway. So like weather apps or gas prices apps, that kind of stuff. And they're hidden in there and they, you know, track your location data sporadically throughout the day. And then it's given to advertisers to say, you know, oh, this person was around this store today. Maybe they're interested in shopping for uh, a certain type of uh, shirt or something like that. And then you get ads for that specifically. Um, So now they're trying to turn this data around and use that for public health information. So what they want to do is say, oh, look at all these people that are around this park. Maybe you should send police there to enforce... um, more social distancing policies there, or look at all the people that are going to this specific bus stop. Um, maybe you should have more bus buses sent on that route so that you know people can distance themselves. Uh, and then they're also looking into using location data for contact tracing, which is you know if somebody's tested COVID nineteen positive, they can say, oh, this person was around this many people. Um, the people in this area should be quarantined. Uh, the problem with that is that location data is not exactly accurate or a, a proper reflection of what the general population is. Um, you know, I don't use a lot of these apps, and I'm sure that people that are the most vulnerable to the coronavirus, you know, people that are elderly or people that are, live in rural communities that don't have that many resources to hospitals, that kind of stuff, they might not be using these apps that are are very popular in, in urban areas. So they would not get a proper reflection of what the population's needs are. And that's fine when it's done for advertising, right? Like the consequences of, you know, not having a good enough data set in advertising is you don't you don't advertise to the right people. Uh, that is very different when it comes to how to deal with a with a pandemic and how governments should allocate their resources. Right. So if governments are basing their actions off this data, uh, it's basically they're, 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 they have an incomplete picture of what's actually going on because it's really based on whether or not folks are using these specific apps, right? Yeah. And it's different because it's different than voluntary apps, right? Where, you know, Singapore has their app called Trace Together. Um, you know, China has their uh, trackers embedded in apps like WeChat, uh, which is used by like more than a billion people in the country. And that's different, right? Like there, there's, um, there's a widespread use there or um, the voluntary use people can sign up for it. The Singaporean government has actually been asking as many people as possible to use this app. With location data brokers, you know, no one knows which apps are which. And this is a whole network of, of apps. So, for example, one location data broker might only have data on 15 million uh, American users, whereas, you know, another one might have it on 8 million or something like that. And it's all just this fragmented network. And you don't really know if you're being tracked or if you're being counted or anything like that. Imagine if it was a, the U.S. Census was done, right? And it was only done if you had a specific app, but you didn't know what app it was. 
Yeah, and the the idea of scalability, we, you know, yesterday's conversation with Stephen Shanklin, we talked about uh, a, a contact tracing app, and one of the the issues with that is scalability, getting actually people to use it broadly, so you'd have a consistent data set. This is even this is even more of a problem because it's some people are using this app, some people aren't, and no one actually even knows what's being tracked, right? Yeah. And then the other problem with that, what you're, when you say no one knows what's being tracked, the data brokers themselves really have no way to verify that this data is accurate. So I, I've spoken to researchers who, who have looked at uh, location data trackers for a really long time. And you know, one of the things that they point out is they just take the data for its word on it. So if my phone sends to these data brokers that I'm at this area, they don't really have a measure to say, oh, that can't be true or something like that. They, they just kind of take its word for it. And again, people didn't really do this in the past because like what were the consequences, right? But now if, if I'm somebody who thinks, oh, I can get police to show up at this park um, if I just send a bunch of data to these trackers saying there's a lot of people at this park, there's really nothing stopping that. There's nothing on your GPS telling these data brokers, oh, this, this data is not legitimate or something like that. So that's another concern that, you know, the data going to these government officials like might not be even accurate. And how does that work with the location spoofing? Like I know uh, in your story you mentioned like this was used for like Pokemon Go and things even instant like that. But how, how does that even work? Yeah, there's apps that you can use. Uh, they're more prominent on Android apps because it's harder to do on uh, iOS. But there's apps where you can, you know, basically change the latitude and longitude settings on your phone because uh, that's basically how they they get the data. They they look at your um, the data on your phone that that sends out its GPS. But you can change what your phone sends out. And you know, I don't know if you've ever seen footage of like click farms in like China or Russia or something like that where they have like shelves and rows of all these different phones all plugged in that's done for ad fraud on its own like they they do that to say oh see this ad got like this many clicks give me money um now imagine that being used to send fake location data um to these brokers where that's go to government officials who are making very important decisions based on this data now where are we in this process? Because the I mean these these data brokers are offering up this data. Are governments actually using this data and actually making decisions based on this information? So what I've seen uh, from the ad industry is that they're not giving the raw data, you know, right over to government officials, but they do have their own mobility data networks that they've been collaborating and working on. And they they are the ones interpreting that data and then giving it to like local departments of health on a state and uh, federal level, I believe also on a county level in, in some cases. So they're not getting the data themselves, but it, it's basically a group of data scientists interpreting that data and then handing it um, their assessments over to uh, government officials. And from what you've seen, like our, our government, like local government, uh, state, federal officials, are they actually taking this data and actually taking action based on this information? So we're at a pretty early stage of this right now. Um, and I haven't seen any government officials saying, you know, we're doing this based on the data that we've been receiving. But it, it definitely is something that the ad industry has brought up. They mentioned, you know, these use cases about the bus stations, stuff that I was telling you about. Um, in a in a testimony to a the Senate Commerce Committee yesterday, 
Um, so that is definitely something that they're looking at, but I haven't seen any examples of decisions made by government officials like based on this data yet. And the you know, the ad industry or the these data brokers like what's the motive behind this? Are they are they doing this because they want to help out, or is there is there a financial incentive? What's what's the the main motive here? Every press release that you'll see from these data brokers will say, you know, in in this time we want to do everything that we can to help. Others are a little more skeptical. Uh, the privacy watchdogs that that raise these warnings um, and have been warning about this industry in the past are saying that you know they are using this as an opportunity to kind of clean their hands of of all the tech scandals that have happened with location data over the last several years. I mean, the data is still coming from people that don't really know that their data is being taken in this way. Um, a lot of these companies will say, you know, all this data is done with consent. But you know, when you download the the gas prices app, you don't really see in there, hey, your data is being given to uh, these data brokers. Like it's it's spelled out in their privacy policy, but I'm willing to bet that a majority of their users are not checking the privacy policies when they're using it. Definitely, I mean, it's it's definitely a sticky situation. Uh, that wraps things up. You can check out Alfred's story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at the Daily Charge. Or leave us a voicemail at 862-250-5713. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.